You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. As we have been talking about for quite a while, the Padres are looking toward 2017 and beyond as they wrap up the 2016 season, which hasn't been hugely successful, but also not all that surprising, if we're going to be honest. I'm Allison Futter. I'm here with A.J. Casavell. Uh, A.J., I want to talk about some of the top prospects, uh, according to our MLB.com pipeline crew, um, that they work very diligently and they know every single thing going on with every single one of these prospects. I don't know how they do it. But I just want to talk to you about the top five. Let's just kind of go over that a little bit. Um, Starting with the right-hander, Anderson Espinoza, whose ETA is actually 2018. Um, This is a guy that they got at the Pomerantz trade just a few weeks ago, but just shot up to number one. So I guess the expectations are pretty high for him. Yeah, they were obviously really, really happy that they uh, with the return they got for the Pomerantz deal. And they gave up, if you look at all the trades they made in the last two months leading up to the deadline, Pomerantz was the one guy among those among the six or seven guys they dealt who would have would have had an impact uh, in 2017 and 2018, most likely, uh, would have had a significant impact. And so they had to give up something to get something. But uh, Anderson Espinoza, he, he's only 18 years old, so he's, uh, he's kind of young for the league he's playing in right now. But uh, his curveball, I've, I've watched video of it, and it's, it looks like it's going to, if, if he can kind of harness it, it'll, it'll be a, a big league above average curveball. Uh, he can throw heat. He's, uh, they, they really like the return they got for, uh, for Drew Pomerantz. And that's kind of why I, you don't always see a, uh, a trade for the deadline where it's one big league name for one prospect. But in this case, Anderson Espinosa was so high on the Padres' wish list that, that that's what they did. Yeah, I'm looking at his numbers, um, and, and not great. I'm not a great ERA whatsoever. Like you said, he's still like really young. He's just starting out, um, so we're not going to be too judgmental here. Uh, but a very high strikeout rate. Uh, so, and I, I literally know nothing about him until we're starting to talk about him right now. So I'm just looking at the stat line. But a really good strikeout to walk ratio. So that's got to be. It's got to be like one of those um, young guys who needs to learn control and command. Um, but is still getting a lot of swings and misses, so that's got to be really encouraging. Yeah, and they have a lot of those guys in, as kind of the higher prospects in their organization. Uh, obviously, it, it's, it's easy to see why he would have a high strikeout rate with uh, the curveball he has and the fastball he has and the way they kind of complement each other. Um, I, I think they assume that it will translate uh, as he gets higher through the system. Uh, they have a few of those guys in their, in their top ten. They have, I want to say, four guys who have some, some pretty good strikeout-to-walk numbers. Uh, so the, the pitching, the one thing, uh, AJ Preller said, of, uh, several times before the deadline was we're going to go out and we're going to acquire pitchers. We're going to acquire a, a, a pitchers in bulk. And that's what they did. And you figure if you're, if you're investing in 18, 19, 20 year old kids, they're not all going to pan out, but they have enough quality arms in their system that enough of them should pan out and have an impact on their, on their major league team in the future. I think Anderson Espinosa is the one that they're kind of, they kind of feel like it, it would be hard for him not. Moving on to uh, Manny Margot, who's the number two prospect. So they got him in the Kimbrell trade, um, and his ETA is 2017. So and he will be 22 years old um, at the end of September. So um, he's a little bit more ready for prime time, an outfielder. Um, and he is another one that as soon as they got him, he shot to the top of the heap as far as prospects go. So 
I would say, as far as position players go, this I mean, they sound like more excited about him than they have been about. Uh, we know their history with developing position players, not great. Um, and this seems like something that they might have really hit the jackpot on. Yeah, the Heat, it's, the ETA is 2017. It's not out of the realm of possibilities that they'll call him up the end of this, at the end of this season. Once I know they've said that a few guys they're, they're keeping at the minor league level to try and get them through the postseason because uh, El Paso will be in the playoffs. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see him called up uh, at the end of this season, uh, even though he is, like you said, 21, 22 years old. Um, he's, uh, he's a guy that, uh, with the emergence of Travis Jankowski, makes it really interesting because Travis Jankowski covers so much ground in center field. Manny Margot is the exact same way. Uh, I think if you put the two of them in the outfield, you, you don't even need that third outfielder. Uh, obviously, kidding there, but you, but they they can pretty much make up for any deficiencies they have in the other outfield spot because of the ground those two guys cover. If that if that's what the Padres choose to do as their outfield of the future, um, uh, Margot, I think the one thing uh, he's, he's got a good arm, very good arm. Uh, he plays fantastic defense. He steals bases. He can hit for average. Uh, I don't think he has a ton of power, but uh, he kind of if they can get production from him as a center fielder, they're they're. What they've, one thing that they've done uh, is they've kind of set themselves up nicely. They have several shortstop prospects. They have uh, Austin Hedges behind the plate. They've kind of set themselves up nicely uh, in the future up the middle. Uh, and we hear that all the time with teams that are successful, is that they're, they're strong up the middle. That's what I think the Padres could be in two or three years. Uh, and Manny Margot will play, play a big part of that. Moving on to Hunter Renfro, who was a Padres, original Padres pick. So he is um, 24 years old. His ETA is next season. Um, so he was a first-rounder picked in 2013. And I've been hearing about him for quite a while, and he obviously has some pretty good uh, power numbers. He seems to be that kind of guy, kind of raw power, um, maybe a little bit of a pool hitter. So it's probably time to focus on him a little bit, right? Yeah, I, he, he will almost certainly, barring any sort of injury, he will almost certainly be up uh, September once the Pacific Coast League playoffs are over. Uh, he has a ton of power. He is one of the best uh, minor league arms in baseball. Uh, there's a throw, I think it was just before the All-Star break, where he threw, he threw uh, from the warning track to home plate on a line for a strike. Now, the, I, I watched it about six times, and it's, it's one of the most incredible throws I've seen all year, major leagues included. And I didn't even realize until the sixth time I was watching it, the batter was actually safe. I was just so focused on the throw. But uh, his arm is unbelievable. He's got a ton of power. The one thing I've heard uh, is is whether he can adapt to a major hitting major league breaking balls. And that's something that the Padres aren't going to find out until he comes up to the major leagues. He doesn't have a high walk rate. Uh, I think they kind of want to make sure that he's – the one thing they'd like to see from him is to develop a little more patience. They've got – Plenty of patience right now at the big league level with uh, in, in the outfield with Alex Dickerson and Jabari Blash. Uh, that's one, and and patience is kind of the one thing where the numbers don't necessarily get inflated by playing in El Paso, which is a hitter's park. So uh, it'll be interesting to see once he gets called up. That's obviously something we're not going to find out until then whether he can a lay off uh, major league breaking balls that are maybe maybe in the dirt or, and b hit mistakes. So uh, it'll be interesting to see with him. Uh, the Padres obviously he's got two of the best. He has maybe their best power and their best arm in terms of tools in the organization. Yeah, it's um, it's a crapshoot like with a lot of these guys because, like you said, I mean, once you start facing major league pitching, um, a lot can change. But <laughs> moving on 
to Josh Naylor. So he is brand new. He came over from the Marlins in the Andrew Kashner trade. And um, our guys are saying his bat has the potential to be special. He's got an ETA of 2019. So this is looking down the road a little bit. He's only 19. Or he just turned 19 in June. Um, so they've got a little bit uh, a ways to go with him. But he's a first baseman, and he's a left-hander. So sounds like he could be, he could be something, but it's going to be a while before we find out. Yeah, but everyone likes. Everyone seems to really like all of his hit tools. Uh, the, the big question is, can he play first base? Uh, the Padres seem very confident that he can. Uh, I've, I've obviously read a lot of places elsewhere that he's more of a designated hitter type, which would not fare well in the National League, assuming no rule changes in the next few years. But the Padres think he can play some solid first base. They obviously have Will Myers at first base to like build around in the future. But again, his ETA is probably not until 2018, 2019. So he's one of the younger players in uh, in in high A right now in all of, in all of high A uh, in all of baseball. So uh, there's there's a long way to go. Uh, he can hit for average. He can hit for power. For a big guy, he's got his swing is uh, quicker than you'd think. So he's not he doesn't have as many. I mean, he'll strike out, but but he makes solid contact and probably hit for average. So it'll be interesting to see how he develops uh, going forward. Um, there's a lot of time, and the Padres can obviously shuffle some pieces around if they want to find room for him or potentially uh, trade him somewhere else. Uh, he's he's not on the precipice of major leagues like a Renfro or a Marco right now. And rounding out the top five is the uh, Padres' first rounder just from this past draft. So um, Cal uh, Quantrill. So, oh, yeah, Paul Quantrill's son. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm learning all kinds of things as we're talking, AJ. Uh, 21 years old and a right-handed pitcher who um, estimated time of arrival would also be, what is it, 2019. Okay, so it's always good to stock up on pitchers, so we're still uh, a long ways away from seeing him, but obviously they're very high on him if he was their first-round pick. Yeah, and he just allowed his first runs uh, in his last minor league start, so he's he uh, he's a guy that's coming off Tommy John surgery and missed his entire uh, final season at Stanford, um, but he was healthy enough to pitch for in the Arizona League uh, with the Padres. And he's another guy that he's he can he can kind of pile up the strikeouts. Uh, so I think I think uh, our pipeline, our esteemed pipeline crew, have his ETA at 2019. I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to the end of 2018. Uh, but obviously, he has a big league pedigree. We got the chance to talk to him after he was drafted, and he's like, uh, he, he seems like he has his head screwed on right. So, as I mentioned earlier with AJ Feller and his kind of building up the pitching prospects, they have a bunch of them uh, going forward. I think they're hopeful that uh, Espinoza and Quantrill, along with uh, Adrian Morihone, uh can kind of they'll, they'll kind of lead the group, and then enough of the the maybe lower tier prospects will fill in, and they'll and in three or four years they'll have a pretty formidable rotation. Good stuff, AJ. I feel like I just like gave you a pop quiz, but um, wow, you know a lot about the minor league system. So <laughs> I've learned something today. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you soon. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night. 
on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.